give you time for questions as she locks up your arm hers. Talking out loud, saying you bought it this and that. How much you done spent? Oh, hi, I'm Hollywood Steve. You caught me relaxing in my music nook. From 1976 to 1984, the radio airwaves were dominated by really smooth music, also known as Yacht Rock. Turn that ship around again. Do I have to say more? Climb on board. The good ship Pablo Cruz. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy. Come sail away, Shepherd. And this is Mitchell Manley, Smooth Operator. Is Come Sail Away, is that one? Uh, I don't think that necessarily counts as Yacht Rock. Damn it. But. <laughs> I'm trying. That's all right. Sticks Sticks kind of has a, a unique spot in, in that, I think. They're not exactly Yacht Rock, but they had some, some yachty influences, maybe. Okay. I think that maybe. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Sticks is a river. True. Boats go on rivers. <laughs> also true. So it's a Yacht Rock song. Hmm. So Yacht Rock is a very specific <laughs> niche, though, so I don't know, just songs that are about sailing or about water doesn't necessarily make it Yacht Rock. Is Jimmy Buffett, for instance, not Yacht Rock. Okay. Now that, uh, from what I understand, may or may not be a controversial statement. Right. Because I was reading, like, all of the conversations, and Jimmy Buffett might be Yacht Rock. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett does not count as Yacht Rock, I don't think. He, he, um... I would call his music more, I don't know, boat dad music. <laughs> boat dad? Boat dad music, yeah. It's not Yacht Rock, it was boat dads, so, which are two slightly different things. Who is wearing the topsiders, though? Probably the boat dads. Okay, the boat dads. But there's, I thought they were yacht shoes. Yeah, th- I think the Yacht Rock dudes are wearing like those really expensive Sperry's or something, maybe. Well, yeah, that's the topsiders, oh, okay, yeah. I gotcha. It's like, well, wait. Are there other topsiders than Sperry's, though? Yeah, that I don't know, because I've, I've never worn anything other than New Balance and Vans. I just made Dakota get some topsiders yeah. from Sperry, and they're so comfortable. Aww. I've had my one pair for eight years, so that's why I'm like, I know they're good shoes. Yeah. So, totally worth looking like a, a boat dad. Boat dads. <laughs> so, I think... This came from Jonathan Scott. Yeah, he said something about doing a Yacht Rock episode, and then some other people chimed in that they thought that was a good idea. So we decided let's do some Yacht Rock this week. Yeah, it's also because last last week I had asked you what different yeah. rocks were. Yeah. And uh, they, were, they were not just minerals. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> not just minerals, different types of rock jams. So this week we're going to talk about Yacht Rock. Yeah. What did you bring this week? I'm going to start us off with Toto and their song, Rosanna. Through the window on the other side 
So yeah, whenever I think of Yacht Rock, Toto is one of the first bands that comes to mind. Uh, everyone at this point's probably played out on Africa, but Rosanna is easily my favorite Toto song. It's definitely on the more rocking end of the Yacht Rock spectrum. Uh, but Toto just has so many really smooth parts and lots of complex jazzy chords and innovative chord progressions. They fuse a lot of disparate influences into a sound that's truly their own. Uh, they had one of the best drummers of all time, a guy named Jeff Porcaro. Uh, and in this song, he really shows off the way that like even when he's just playing a standard rock beat, he keeps he keeps this really intricate shuffle happening that like colors the sonic space and makes the whole song sound very active and dynamic. Uh, yeah, Toto is just a, a such a unique band, and like everyone's just virtuosic at their instruments. Everyone has an incredible voice, and they all trade off lines and verses. Just essential listening, no matter how you cut it. So, so here's the thing. I didn't know that this song was by Toto. Yeah, a lot of people don't. I, you know, I think. Well, I can't just blame Weezer mm-hmm. on only thinking that Africa is. You know, Toto's. And I've, I've been familiar with the song because Cool 103. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, how many songs did they make? Toto? Yeah. They had many albums. They had four back to back to back that were all just slam dunks. A lot of like top 40 stuff too that would have been uh, yeah a, a good deal of it i'm trying to think of the other the other one you would know is probably a song called hold the line hold the line oh yeah okay. is always on time is that yacht rock that one's again on on kind of the harder end of yacht rock okay but yeah i would consider that uh still in the in the yacht rock oeuvre oeuvre uh, it does feel like you could be writing some waves with this, but there's like definitely a sparkly drink mm-hmm. in there, and it's definitely after you broke up with Rosanna. Yeah. I'm really sorry about that, guys. I'm sorry y'all guys <laughs> broke up. It might be for the best. Um, There are many times I'm not really into like guitar solos, but this, like the mini solos that are happening, and yeah. like... And there's finger snapping yeah, while the finger whisper snap, singing. Yeah, finger snap whisper singing is probably my favorite part of the song too, other than like the the shuffle during yeah. that chorus is just super groovy. It's just like a super amazing experience. And I found myself snapping to this, not in time, because I'm not sure. good at that. Uh, it's even in like the piano-y bits. And um, remember that horns episode? Yeah, this definitely has tons of really great horns it's in it. got some amazing horns in it. I brought a new thing mm-hmm. and I'm going to argue for it. Sure. I brought Mac DeMarco's On the Level. See me Stand up like a man Even from the other side
admit that my grasp of uh, Yacht Rock is still pretty iffy, but after doing a drunken poll at a birthday party, uh, what uh, I was like, what is Yacht Rock? Somebody was like, Mac DeMarco. Hmm. He's not from the era, but he is indeed Yacht Rock. So I went and like Googled. Uh, from the Globe and Mail's Cam Lindsay, they say... There's a song on Mac DeMarco's new album, This Old Dog, that sounds like it belongs on Apple Music's I Miss Yacht Rock playlist. With its smooth, jazz-inflected electric piano and steadied mid-tempo rhythm on the level would work nicely as a mellow breather in between heavyweights such as Player's Baby Come Back Mm -hmm. and the Doobie Brothers taking it to the streets. But the DeMarco tune will likely never get added to the already extensive playlist because he was born 40 years too late. This is officially the most research I've ever done, and I'm kind of proud of it. You found, t- you, you called two paragraphs from yes. the internet. Good job. I'm very proud of myself. Um, it's This is super synthy and mellow, and I feel like maybe that's like the kind of a yacht rock thing. Yeah, usually smooth is my go-to adjective. I'll probably yeah. say it a bunch this episode. It's got to it's gotta sound smooth. I, I can see being on a boat and listening to this. Right, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've only listened to a handful of Mac DeMarco songs, never been super into it. So whenever I saw this as your pick, I was a little skeptical at first, but I'll be damned if it ain't, you know, pretty yachty, pretty yachty, actually. (laughs) Um, You know, if you were to dial back some of the more modern synth sounds and like the electronics, this would absolutely sound like a really melancholy Steely Dan song or something. It's very chill and smooth, but has this heavy darkness hanging overhead as well. So it's kind of playing with mood in this really cool way and like juxtaposing the smooth, soft, easy listening vibes with some something a bit darker and more frantic. Uh, I've kind of been avoiding a deep dive into Mac, Mac DeMarco because he's kind of deified by a certain brand of hipster. Uh, but maybe I should give him an earnest listen because this wasn't too bad. You mean it's a little yachty? Yeah, this is definitely a little yachty. <laughs> I wonder if little. I wonder if little yachty is is yachty at all. I don't know. I need to like actually explore his oeuvre. Oeuvre. Earbuddy selections came out pretty strong. Yeah, we got some good ones. Which means a lot of people understand what yacht rock is. Yeah. Uh, I, not any Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, no Jimmy Buffett. Jacques brings us Michael McDonald's I Keep Forgetting. says obviously Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. first off 40 year old virgin yeah yeah that i'm pretty sure the song's in there yeah they they talk about michael mcdonald quite a bit quite a bit 
I had no idea that like this was kind of like the epitome of Yacht Rock. Uh, whenever you look up what Yacht Rock is, Michael McDonald, uh, Michael McDonald comes up all the time. Uh, it's certainly super easily listening for sure. The song does make me want to give this poor guy like a hug because he he sounds like he's crying mm-hmm. while he's singing it. Now here's another question: What's the difference between Yacht Rock and Blue Eyed Soul? Yeah, see, so there's another kind of fine distinction. I, I would say a lot of Blue Eyed Soul can kind of fall into a Yacht Rock category, but it's not all same. Yacht Rock. Yeah, this is definitely some Blue Eyed Soul okay. that kind of fall, falls into the Yacht Rock category, I think. Yes. So, yeah, uh, when we're talking about Yacht Rock, Michael McDonald, one of the first names that comes up, uh, he has that very soulful and characteristic voice. And the stuff that he wrote both solo and with the Doobie Brothers is all just the smoothest, most grooving soft rock that you'll find. Uh, the most iconic example of Yacht Rock Michael McDonald is his song with the Doobies called What a Fool Believes. Uh, but especially for my generation, his most recognizable song is likely this one because it's the primary sample in Warren G and Nate Dogg's Regulate, which is one of the greatest hip-hop tracks of all time. So most most of the people our age has probably heard this as a sample in that first. Yeah, I guess that's probably why it sounds super familiar. Mm-hmm. Was Michael McDonald in the Doobie Brothers, or did they just work together a lot? No, he uh, he was a member of the Doobie Brothers for, I think, four or five years, and then left, and then since then, he's kind of come and gone. But they existed before he before he joined. Okay. And then he came along and kind of changed their sound. They used to be sort of a glorified like blues rock band. I mean, mm-hmm. they were good at what they did, but uh, once he joined, their their sound changed and he, he incorporated a lot more of that blue-eyed soul sound to it, made things a lot more smooth sounding as opposed to just, here's uh, twin lead guitars and we're really good at guitar, can't you see? <laughs> Look at the guitar. Yeah, it's, it's so guitar Right. <laughs> Jason V brings the Blue Jean Committee, Catalina Breeze. Like your point of view Your philosophies are taken From a high class magazine And going to the movies Catalina Probably not about Catalina wine coolers. I mean, it might be. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I would never have guessed that this wasn't of the, you know, Yacht Rock era. Yeah. It doesn't come across as something made by Fred Armisen and Bill Hader because it doesn't sound new. It doesn't sound like a parody from what I could tell. Right. Uh, I don't know if this was for Portlandia. Mm-mm. It wasn't. This was for Documentary Now, which... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they just put a new season of that. Yeah. Um, I have many questions, but I've already used my research right. allotment up, so I did not, you know, 
research. Yeah, so I, I haven't even watched the documentary now stuff, uh, but I had read about this kind of being a thing, and I was kind of scared to listen because, uh, although there's there's certainly a bit of self aware humor to my appreciation of Yacht Rock, I kind of feared that a group of comedians might make it too much about the goof and not enough about the smooth yachty vibe. So uh, I'm excited to have found out that there's that perfect amount of reverence to the source material, and even though Fred Armisen and Bill Hader kind of play up the tropes as characters. Uh, the music is actually genuine and kind of perfectly captures what's so great about the era of 70s soft rock. You got the chimey electric piano and the twin lead guitars and those sweet vocal harmonies, like really literate, heady, wry lyrics and like that shuffly jazz feel. It's all perfect for like sipping some boat drinks, burning some doobage, you know? Doobage? Yeah, burning some doobage, smoking a doobie. Oh, I thought that meant like how you go fast on a yacht. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> just just uh, burning doobage. Wait, so the with Do- the Doobie Brothers. I was like, the Doobie Brothers, is that a direct reference? So, yeah, someone, apparently, uh, whenever the Doobie Brothers first started playing shows, someone jokingly submitted, you guys should uh, call yourself the Doobie Brothers because you're always smoking pot. And they're like, haha, that's a funny idea. We'll we'll use that until we think of a better name. They and then, never thought of a exactly. better name. Okay. Lumbrings, Thundercats, show you the way. Thundercat gets this sound better than anyone that isn't a Doobie Brother. This is how Michael McDonald slides in multiple times, isn't mm-hmm. it? And it also proves that he is for sure Yacht Rock yeah, because absolutely. he's somehow defining the genre. I'm starting to think I really, really like the genre because it's so chill. Much like pop music is scientifically designed to be listenable. It's just synthy and chill and you're supposed to be on a boat. Right, yeah, it's uh, it's very relaxing. Um, yeah, this is another example of how that smooth 70s yacht rock sound influenced so much of the music that came after. You know, not a, unlike, you know, Nate Dogg and Warren G uh, sampling that other Mike, Michael McDonald song. Uh, Thundercat's a contemporary musician. The song came out just two years ago in 2017. Uh, and it's obviously tinged with like the modern sound of hip hop beats, but. Uh, the true foundation is that soulful, jazzy groove that kind of undergirds the mood of the song. Uh, and to truly earn his Yacht Rock cred on this song, Thundercat actually features Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins, uh, who are two masters of the Yacht Rock sound. And their contributions really take this from being just a clever, groovy hip-hop track into being a true homage to to the you know smooth, jazzy forebears. I thought Kenny Loggins would be more like a, a jet rock. Yeah, he, he also has a lot more of that high-energy Yacht Rock stuff, but even 
uh, the earlier Kenny Loggins stuff, like right after Loggins and Messina split, uh, Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald were working a lot and uh, uh, making a lot of crazy Yacht Rock stuff real smooth. Messina? Yeah, Loggins and Jim Messina. You never... Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. My brain's going to hurt. Um, Chad brings Chris Reyes full if, if you think it's over. much just going to get romancy on a boat here i'm guessing uh a few of the themes are kind of like the wistful love songs so this Mm -hmm. one might be like indicative of the genre's like core themes is like that you know the under uh, like underlying rhythm kind of like chill i guess soft rock situation Mm -hmm. and then like wistful love song yeah definitely a lot of that sort of vibe uh, as you delve deeper into the classics of Yacht Rock, you'll find a lot of the lyrics rep- uh, reference fools and, you know, what a fool believes and how do the fools survive and being a fool in love. Uh, this song also plays into that trope, singing about someone who's a fool for thinking you can just say goodbye and walk away from a relationship with no residual feelings. Uh, this song, again, has that electric piano, a really smooth, jazzy, almost Latin groove with, like, some subtle conga drums happening and then the dreamy bells that sets up this like very opulent, lush, luxurious tone for the whole thing. Uh, very much the sort of thing that like some recently divorced dad would be listening to on his houseboat when his wife kicks him out. And now he's like lonely and wine drunk, getting his smooth on to get through it. Oh, uh, that, that like that picture. Yeah. So vivid. It's almost as good as that one time that I got grossed out by metal Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon brings Steely Dan's The Caves of Altamira. A friend is real as I. where to even begin there are so many great ones this is one of my favorites though if you accept steely dan as yacht rock 
Okay. So Steely Dan comes up anytime Yacht Rock is mentioned, just like Michael McDonald. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that must hold like some of the true soul of the genre. I was not expecting supernatural themes. Mm -hmm. They get sneaky with the storytelling. And I bet these are the Yacht Rockers that play D&D. And they have sneaky sneaky horns. Yeah, Steely Dan, absolutely quintessential Yacht Rock to me. Uh, And in fact, this album includes background vocals from uh, now established king of Yacht Rock, Michael McDonald. Wait. This is the third time? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, definitely qualifies. Uh, Steely Dan, one of the best at dialing in that very luxurious sound. The whole mood just sounds like a cocaine and champagne party. Uh, The lyrics are very literate. Lots of references to mythology and other weird illusions like that. Uh, That's definitely what Steely Dan is kind of known for. The really, really smart lyrics. And, you know, a lot of people kind of make fun of them because they're they're really self-absorbed sounding a lot of times. But I just think it's cool. Uh, musically, the progressions are very complex and dynamic. It's not just simple chords that repeat for a verse. It's like longer progressions that shift and change and create extra mood and tension rather than just serving as like a simplistic background to the vocals. It's got vocal harmonies, chill electric piano, smooth drum grooves that keep your toe tapping, the champagne bubbling in your glass. Doesn't get b- much better than Steely Dan for me. Yeah. So I thought Led Zeppelin was like the one that had all the, like the storytelling stuff. They they reference uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit a good bit. Okay. But uh, I think that that's pretty much the extent of their uh, forays into mythology and things like that. But yeah, Steely Dan is just, they've all they've all read a lot of books and they're going to tell you all about it. <laughs> okay. So is this like the mansplaining Yacht Rock? I think some people might accuse Steely Dan of being mansplaining Yacht Rock. And Led uh, Zeppelin's not Yacht Rock. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. John S. brings Robbie Dupree's Steal Away. Let me just throw this OG classic in here. This shit makes me think of summer cocaine and heartbreak, all three of which I believe to be inextricably linked. It's an invitation to a casual affair, which I don't think you can get more 70s yacht rock than this bon appetit. This song, you know, from the moment it comes in, really, it like gives you the good feels of ABBA, but it's not Swedish pop. Yeah. Steal Away has that like let get let's get on the boat and go like thematically and sound wise. Uh, it just is a feeling that won't let you go. It's really cool because I had no idea what the genre was at the beginning of the show, and then now I'm I, I really appreciate this like smooth soft rock boat music. Yeah. Even though I'm still gonna be like, is this yacht? Rock? Yeah, that's all right. I mean. 
I think hopefully through listening to this episode and kind of listening through the uh, the submissions this mm-hmm. week, you'll, everybody will have a little bit better idea of it's it's kind of like I can't remember what politician it was who they asked him to define what pornography was. Oh, and he, was it Todd Aiken or no? That was no, a different guy. It was a uh, Supreme Court justice. Oh. And I believe it was during his uh, confirmation hearings in the early 90s, his Justice Clarence Thomas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He says, yeah, I can't define pornography, but I know it when I see it. That's how I feel yeah. about Yacht Rock. Or maybe it wasn't him because he doesn't talk a lot. <gasps> Shit. No, I, actually, when you said the name, it kind of sounds about him, right. Though. So, yeah. So, yeah, I feel the same way about Yacht Rock. You know it when you hear it. Uh, so, hopefully, all the listeners will uh, have a slightly better idea. This song... Just so perfect, smooth and seductive, has that very subtle ascending chord pattern that conveys a sort of yearning and builds up some emotional tension and then resolves and releases the tension with that sing-songy steal-away part, you know. Uh, The rhythm section is so perfect, the way the bass locks in with the drums and makes this very determined beeline directly into your heart. It's very reminiscent of Captain and Tennille or ABBA, like you said, but it it does kind of remind me of, Love will keep us together. And it's like very punctuated, sort of stop and go rhythmically, uh, but a bit more romantic sounding. And it's got the hand claps to keep things light and let you know it's not the hot and heavy kind of seductive. It's a much more subtle and playful seduction. Uh, just like John said, very summery, very breezy. Uh, sounds like sipping champagne on the deck of your yacht. Definitely a high quality contribution to the Yacht Rock catalog. Yeah. And wait, so uh, cocaine's now been mentioned twice. Yeah, um, Steely Dan sings about cocaine every once in a while, okay. just because in the late 70s, that's when... That's what people did. Right, exactly. That that was the party drug of choice, was doing some coke, so... Don't I'll, do coke, it's bad for your heart. Yeah, it's not great for you. <laughs> no. But it does apparently lead to some pretty great yacht rock, so it's how, a give and take. But how is this stuff not, like, super speedy? I mean, you know, you just, uh, you get hype on the Coke and then you have a good night and then now you're, you're chilling out with your, your champagne. I guess the champagne. You're leveling out. Yeah. The champagne must take some of the edge off. Uh, and... This is going to be absolutely nuts. Hold on. We have feedback this week. Do we? Yes. We have two voicemails. Two? And, and emails. Oh, wow. So we're going to start with this voicemail. Hey, Amy and Mitchell. This is Soup from TTP or Try to Podcast. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know, um, really, really enjoy uh, your podcast. Um, gets me through the day in the door warehouse where I work at out here in Kansas City. Um, just very entertaining. Love all the music that you guys are putting out there. Forgive my dog. <laughs> Um, Mitchell is so knowledgeable. I'm learning all kinds of different things, shoe gazy and all this stuff. Still, still don't really understand what that means, Mitchell, but I'm sure you'll explain that to me. Um, and, uh, please, for the love of God, Amy, never play night nurse again. As a fellow nurse, I was very, very ashamed of that song. I don't know why that song was called night nurse, but, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty bad um but i had a theme suggestion um for a song it's uh called ashes of eden uh it's by breaking benjamin because there's nothing left at all. Stay with me. and uh the theme uh i was suggesting was um a song that you would want 
played at your funeral. Funeral, I'm sorry. Pretty grim, I know. Um, but uh, I just thought, you know, I've been kind of going through. I started at 140, wherever you guys are at now, and I'm about at 75 episode, which was very entertaining to hear uh, Dakota uh, on there. His voice is pretty similar to mine, <laughs> but he was cracking me up. Uh, but really love the uh, podcast and uh, can't wait to hear the next one. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. So Soup. Soup is from Try to Podcast yeah. out of Kansas. And so every week they try to make a podcast. <laughs> they do pretty effectively. They did take a week off, and I'm totally going to blame them for that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so Soup is a guy who shows up. And yeah. much like me, sometimes not understanding how to use a mic, Soup doesn't <laughs> always know how to actually. It's a learning, uh, it's it's a learning, a learning experience. learning experience. I just kind of copy what you're doing. I figure you got this right. Sure. So he, <laughs> he needs... He appreciates the fact that you say shoegazy all the time. Yeah, he said he wasn't quite sure exactly what that means, that I could explain it. Um, you know, just to give the brief explanation of what I mean whenever I say shoegazy, uh, you know, in like the late 80s, early 90s out of Britain, there was a bunch of bands that just had tons of effects pedals and they were playing really loud. And instead of like moving around and being crazy on stage, they were just staring at their feet and staring at their pedals mm -hmm. uh, and just worried about making the music rather than being, uh, you know, a, a good stage show. And so that's what shoegaze means is like started out derogatory, but <laughs> just this awesome music that uses a lot of effects and they're not really worried about a stage performance. They're just staring at their pedals and making sure that they have everything sounding good. Yeah. And I continue to offend with a uh, night nurse. Yeah. Night nurse <laughs> is a, just a very, very bad meme that has begun on this and I don't like it one bit. So he has officially put in like, I, like next week's theme, really. Yeah. Yeah, because songs played at... Now, we have previously had episodes about songs that need to be played at your funeral, mm -hmm. but it's been like a couple of years since yeah. it's come out. So I think it's time to revive songs played at your funeral because mm -hmm. it's really a fun... It's actually a pretty fun Yeah, it's theme. interesting. Yeah. So our second uh, voice memo, it actually comes with an email as well. It says... Hello, Amy and Mitchell. I'm attaching a voice recording. I hope this is okay because I get discombobulated when my brain knows that I am leaving a voicemail and you can barely understand what I'm saying. Plus, I've been known to leave long voice recordings on other podcasts, so I also wanted to kind of supplement my recording and letting you know that while I do listen to the new shows as they come out, I just got two episodes past when Jason leaves today, so she's oh, been yeah. a year. Yeah. Uh, I was so sad this morning and at work about it, even though it already happened a while ago. Oh, I know. Um, LOL. Love that y'all are still going. You can thank Soup for me being a listener. He he shoehorns me into listening to podcasts, even though we don't know each other at all. <laughs> so LOL. Been creeping around Facebook. Plan on being more active from here on out, though. Please, please. Yes. And here is her voicemail. Hello, E&E Podcast. My name is Kayla. I started listening about a month ago, and I absolutely love it. I have a theme suggestion for you, and of course, to go along with that, a song suggestion. So my theme is Heart and Hearts. The song is called Truly Jaded, which is performed and music by my mother, Tassa Proberts, and lyrics are written by her drummer friend, Lisa Marshall. I am truly 
hope everyone has a great week and that this podcast brings as much joy to your ears as it does mine. Thanks. Bye. She also supplemented the voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> I like very this. thorough. I like Kayla. this thoroughness. So her supplemental voicemail to the email is, um, hey, just realized I didn't say why I picked the theme or song other than it being my mother, LOL. The theme was because I feel like there are a lot of situations we go through where we come out tougher on the other side with our hearts hardened, maybe a lot or a little. The song I chose is about mental parental abuse and felt that a lot of people that go through that come out tougher on the other side with a strong willingness to change that with the children they have. Thanks again for all that you do. So... That's our next theme after that. Yeah, I think we've got a couple uh, lined yeah, up now. That, I totally appreciate that, which is awesome. And so let alone can you go ahead and like send us voicemails, send us voice memos. You can tweet at us. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm at Pow I Gotcha. I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at UND Pod. The Facebook group is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group. And you can be like Soup and leave a voicemail. At 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. You can be like Kayla and email the show at endpod at gmail.com. And you can always check out the show, endpod.com, part of the 10710 network. What's our final Yacht Rock song? All right. So I'm going to leave us with a band called Airplay and their song, Nothing You Can Do About It. Um, Airplay was a couple studio dudes, mainly known for writing the song After the Love is Gone, uh, which was recorded and made famous by Earth, Wind, and Fire. But it's sad. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a sad song, but it's a groovy song. Mm-hmm. Probably even kind of falls into that, even, it wouldn't be Blue-Eyed Soul, because, you know. <laughs> They're no... Right, right. yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely that, the soul side of the Yacht Rock thing. Um, but yeah, aside from writing that tune, Airplay also put out a single album which featured several members of Toto as their backing band. Uh, so musically, it's just so tight and dynamic. Uh, this song is one of the catchiest examples I know of, of the more upbeat Yacht Rock sound. So hope you guys enjoy the sunny, smooth stylings of Airplay with nothing you can do about it.
you leave us high and dry for the big gig at Coco's tonight? Out of the doobies. I love being in the doobies. It's so smooth. 